Have you hugged a ripen? Wagered a podcast bet? Toasted to friends at Clover Pine? Prove it all to your friends with Crossword merch available now in the gift shop. T-shirts, hats, mugs, stickers, and a whole lot more. Your purchase supports the show and keeps us running. Go to GhostbustersHQ/shop to get yours today. I like that shirt, friend. Hey there, everybody. Hope everyone in the States had a great 4th of July weekend. Hope everybody in Canada had a great Canada Day. And hope everybody overseas just shook your head at how crazy we all get around this time of the year. Don't worry about it. Hey, on the show this week, we've got two fun topics. We're going to be talking about the prop store uh, auctions, some fun items that are up for bids there. Uh, And then in the second half of the show, we're going to be talking about the Mandela effect of... Well, did Slimer actually fly at the end of Ghostbusters 2 toward camera? Stay tuned. Still Playing With Toys presents The Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad, the biggest podcast since 1909. So free. News, interviews, and commentary on everything Ghostbusters. Are you the key Here are your hosts, Troy Benjamin and Chris Stewart. You know, it's just occurred to me we really haven't had a completely successful test of this equipment. Oh, we have fun. Woo! Well, I don't have a new computer, Chris. But I do have an $11,000 Terror Dog puppet coming my way. What? Just, just kidding. No, there's no way in hell I <laughs> It was you. <laughs> I, had, I had a friend who does, like, uh, 3D conversions, you know, for a living. Yeah. Uh, who, you know, single, makes a whole lot of money, uh, owns his condo in Burbank. Uh, he sent it to me. He's like, you going to buy this? And I was like... What, what do you think I I am? I barely, after the first of the month, I barely have $12 in my checking account, let alone $12,000 to spend on this. And then what am I going to do? I'm going to buy this, you know, uh, prop uh, that belongs in a museum uh, under glass <laughs> and I'm going to throw it in my garage for storage? Like, no. <sighs> anyway. Uh... Uh, the Shrek family posted a bunch of photos of auctions and mostly it was them showing off which stuff sold and which stuff didn't. Yeah. But for a split second, I honestly believed they had all bought it. <laughs> Just for a second. I, again, I question this. I mean, <laughs> he's he's a teacher. He's an art teacher. Uh, How? Let me just stop you right there. Not to, to get myself into any litigious waters, but uh, Walter White was a teacher, too. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm not saying anything specifically for legal reasons, but I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm just right, kidding. Yeah. No, no. We, I've, I, I think, honestly, that's their thing. That, literally, it can come down to that. It's just, you know what I mean? They're not spending yeah. their money on other stuff. You, you can... Depending on what you decide, your family's not going to be frivolous about. And if you stop and think about it, we've all got quite a few frivolous things every month that if we stop stop spending the money on it, you know, every few months we have a, a interesting nest egg to go spend on, you know, something from a movie. And that yeah. seems to be their thing. Stuff from movies. Stuff from movies. Ghostbusters. Putting together their own family museum. Which I guess that's fine. I mean, you know, some people invest in... 
uh, stocks and options and bonds and stuff for your kids that you can leave to them uh, yep. as you know here's here's your inheritance kid uh, I guess why not why not buy a bunch of movie memorabilia and be like here you go well, kids here's what you get especially like Ghostbusters sure. stuff uh, even the answer to the call stuff they'd buy that I know a lot of people will go but who wants that there are people that want that so <laughs> you know they pick it up at a decent price I think the answer to the call stuff uh, wasn't cheap, but I don't think it was necessarily. I mean, it's so new as well. Yeah. Right? A lot of the Ghostbusters stuff took so long to hit the market that its value was just insane. But you know, between answer the call was uh, um, you know so new comparatively, they got stuff relatively cheap, and now you know they sit on that for another ten years or so. Where does that end up, right? Yeah, it all goes up, right? I don't think I've ever heard of a movie collectible that goes down. If you know what I mean. I mean, TV. Like, we live down the street from a warehouse that always does. You know, when shows wrap out or they get canceled or whatever, they do their auctions of all the stuff. Like, um, uh, shit. What was the name of the the Dustin Hoffman HBO show that was about uh, horse racing? Um, <laughs> I can't remember what the name of that show was, but but they got in trouble because one of the horses died, and they realized oh. that oh we're uh, neglecting these poor animals, and then the show got canceled. But as soon as that happened, uh, this place is the place that goes in and liquidates all of the props and the set deck the and stuff, the costumes yeah. and, and and it's usually like stuff for pennies on the dollar because they're just trying yeah. to recoup whatever their purchase price was for it um yeah yeah it's uh just so there's, there's stuff like that that's like hey you can go out and buy or or you know that place that's on um magnolia over there by perky nerd that's uh it's a wrap and i think what's the other one now what did they rename it to that's a up in burbank up in burbank clothing, yeah clothing store that and it's it's all wardrobe racks that you know shows they got the uh, show name on it yeah yeah here you go we're just gonna consignment off to you guys and and then they can sell it as here wear what they wore on general hospital season 75 uh yeah which again if you're fans of the show or collectors or whatever it's kind of fun to go in and ID stuff that you can point yeah, to on screen totally. and go, well, there we go. But at the same time, you can also go in there and buy like a $500 jacket for like 20 bucks uh, yeah. because it's all super cheap too. So that's, that's where some of the answer to the call stuff ended up. If I remember right, somebody looked out and got like, uh, some of Patty's clothes and some of Holtzman's clothes just yep. sitting on the rack there. Uh, we but, have that here as well from time to time, but often it's for shows, uh, some shows I know, some shows I don't. Uh, I went with the Maria once, and it was for some, I forget what it's called, but it was shot locally, but it's like some niche cable network had a, a show about mermaids, like a live action. <laughs> it was, no, seriously, it Not was like doing- Cher and uh, Winona <laughs> Ryder and- <laughs> No, it was like, it was like, you know, like a, God, I don't know, a Charmed or a- or a true blood, yeah. but it was, it was mermaids. And I was like, I had never heard of it. But the thing that, uh, also came out at the same time was, uh, the magicians was unloading all their stuff. Mm. Magicians. And then a few months before that, um, Sabrina, Netflix's, uh, Sabrina, the teenage witch, they were unloading their stuff. And a friend of mine went and picked up a table, I think, or something from magicians. I haven't seen it yet. I actually should get them to send me a picture, but I saw a picture online from the, the Sabrina sale and I desperately wished I had room if there was ever, it was a bookshelf, but it was like a bookshelf designed for 
like one of the witch's homes or something like that. And it's like, <laughs> oh, if you man. ever wanted a shelf to keep your board games on that's or something, cool. it's like, that's it. And I was like, there's no way. It was, uh, it was like, it was like a, like a couple hundred bucks. Honestly, like I said, it was, I was very close. And then I was like, where the hell would where I, am I gonna put, put it? it? I mean, that, that reminds me of when the OC was uh, coming to a close, they had that like, I don't know, game room, like their hangout set, whatever, whatever the OC version of the max was that had like yeah. all the arcade games and stuff in it. And we had, we had worked on a few seasons and one of my friends was like, Oh, they're, they're going to send all of this stuff out to, to be sold, but you, do you want any of it? And that's at the point where I was like living in a, t- t- a back shed of a house because <laughs> I was poor and had no space of my own. I'm like, Oh man, I do, but I just don't have space for it. Well, it's actually an extension of it is, um, I've, continued to cull through my stuff and it's gotten very weird like as i've pulled stuff off it's kind of helped me refine on other things that i'm like you know what i don't know that it brings me joy yeah um and so i'm going through it and now i have to ask myself the question like well when i unload all of this what 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 am i turning it into basically right right so part of me is like do i go looking for more of what the collection still is like stay puffed and slimer stuff do i use it to expand out the stuff that's been kind of falling behind like the records do i do non-ghostbuster stuff like get some more wax wrappers going up to and including do you like, buy party. a twelve thousand dollar phil tippet puppet uh-huh. <laughs> well you you laugh uh not phil tippet but even party was going like how much of this would take a chunk off of like buying a uh, glow forge mm. like i'm sitting there going oh a glow forge might be good um you know i don't know weird stuff like that mostly though i'm i like that it's the space is getting less cramped i really do like that. yeah you're just you're giving yourself some breathing room especially with the heat that's gotta be it's just that partially is what spurred crushing. me on to is i was like the basement would have been ideal but there's no place to put out the uh, the inflatable mattress, right? So yeah. So I'm like, you know what? I need to. It's it's not a fun nerd space if I can't really exist in it properly, or if I'm climbing over stuff. So I was gonna say, and, the, and it's you know, it's it's got to have that sort of like cluttered charm, obviously. But at the same time, yeah, if you can't <laughs> roll out the uh, inflatable mattress and spend a, yeah. spend a night in the cool basement right and what's, the yeah, point? It's, what's the point yeah or uh, you know i got the tv down the, the old tv down here right like why what i can't easily retreat down here when it's you know hot out or whatever to or in the winter time when it gets cold the basement is you know again the moderate uh the moderate space so i was like oh i'll just come down here and watch me some some netflix <laughs> on the old the old <laughs> non hd tv the... 480 <laughs> barely standard <laughs> ftv yeah uh um, well I, I don't know i i feel like i want to keep talking about the auction stuff just because yeah i, I wanted well, to address some of the stuff that caught my eye but so yeah so here's hey everybody welcome to the cross uh hope everybody is is staying cool during this heat wave that's hitting pretty much most of the western side of this continent yeah um, hey, did, before you go any further speaking of the heat wave do you know who's not uh keeping cool who ryan dole not keeping cool no he's been hospitalized from heat prostration what yeah like no. some some dummy he was wandering around his apartment in a flannel sh- i'm just kidding actually he's fine but he is a dummy 
Oh, and my he's been God. wearing his you flannel had me shirt. Worried there for a minute. I'm like, I, I was, I was texting with Ryan this morning. <laughs> he didn't mention anything about being hospitalized. I tuned into the toy, toy anxiety, and uh, everybody's like t-shirted up and chugging stuff, and he's <laughs> swanning around his house in like a t-shirt and a, like a, a, a button-up shirt. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> it's so hot. What is wrong with you? He's like Klinger and Mash, where they gave him the placebo pills. He's like, do, 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 do. nice day we're having. It's like, oh man. Uh, anyway, some temperate sorry. climate weather we're having, friends. So Ryan, drink some water. Anyways, keep going. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt. Anyway, yeah. So stay, stay cool, everybody. But yeah, so uh, it is a a fairly slow news week, but we do have some stuff we're going to be talking about because we. The, the prop store auction is happening. The live prop store auction. They usually yeah. have some stuff up that's that's up for bids. Uh, but this is the big one that they send out, that big catalog that I'm always envious of, people who receive, man, I want to be on that catalog mailing list somehow. You probably have to right. spend like a huge chunk of change in order to be on that mailing list. But uh, yeah, so we're going to be talking about the prop store auction. We're going to be talking about a very interesting uh, phenomenon that occurred on the Ghostbusters uh, official social media sites. And and I don't want to read too much into it because I know it's just the social media team, but I do think it's something that's interesting to worth uh, that's worth pointing out. Uh, so we're going to get into that. Uh, there are a few news items uh, that uh, we can just kind of maybe rattle off here at the top so we can get into the to the meat of the order. Um, but uh, yeah, it's this is just going to be another one of those free form episodes, everybody. Buckle up because... This could either be a short episode so that Chris and I can mercifully finally go to sleep for once, <laughs> or it's going to be a lengthy episode that's going to be two hours long. I don't know. We will see. So embark upon this journey with us all, friends. Let's go with some quick news, and then we'll get into the prop store discussion. Hey, guys. Peter. I have some news from the world of Gozer. I got some pretty cool stuff cooking up over here. If you want to turn your head. Multiplanar curly and emanation. Now, well, here's your next month's cover of GQ. Check out the aura on this sucker. All right, everybody. So, uh, yes, not much news. Uh, however, there were a couple of things that I do want to mention uh, here on the show that are, are worth pointing out. Uh, Hallmark, uh, we knew that they were working on the Ecto-1 from Afterlife. We knew that it was actually going to be released for last Christmas. And then, of course, because the movie got pushed, the, the Christmas ornament obviously got pushed. Uh, and it is now going to be up for grabs online or as a convention only uh, exclusive. So if you were looking to get that, it's the one that comes with the RTV trap uh, that we talked about. Man, mm -hmm. it feels like forever ago, at least a year ago at this point, because that that's the first glimpse that we got of the RTV. And you and I were like, hmm, should we talk about that? I don't know. But now that that's officially out there, we can. We can. Uh, so uh, check that out. It's a very cool ornament. So that joins the mini puffs uh, and uh, the itty bitties and uh, probably some other afterlife-themed stuff, I would imagine, that's that's coming around the corner from Hallmark. So, uh, so check that out. I, I'm definitely picking that up because I love my original Ecto-1 that they released like five years ago, four or five years ago. Um, mm -hmm. So there's there's that. Uh, our buddy John Yerkeba, uh getting some digital ink all over the place. He was so happy to be on Ghostbusters News, and we mention him here on this show all the time, and I was like, what are we, chopped liver, your cava? Fine, be that way. So I'm going to mention you here and see if it makes you feel the joy that you should feel. Uh, did this wonderful uh, afterlife uh, real Ghostbusters uh, parody 
Um, and, and it's, you know, it's, if we've seen it done, our, our Ghostbusters, uh, Germany, uh, comrades who do their podcast, they've got the, the, all of them with their podcasting gear on top of the Ecto. It's, it's, it's a fun trope to start seeing uh, throughout the Ghostbusters community, but check out John's artwork because it is awesome, uh, featuring all of the, uh, the kids from afterlife, the gunner seat, uh, muncher in the slimer position. Uh, very cool. Um, so check that out. Um, and I think really that was it. I think by the time you listen to this, it is too late. So I can't even mention John's, uh, t-shirt along with Baducci's and, uh, Voshel Yums and all those shirts that were up on the Ghostbusters official site. Uh, those will be long gone by the time you guys listen to that. So hope you, hope you got those if you wanted them. And was there anything else, Chris? It was another slow news week. I'm trying yeah. to think. I'm trying to think too, but thinking is problematic. Uh, these our days, buddies at, so. at horror decor. I'm very curious. That I say horror. I don't. Horror. Did you see? Yeah. Did you see? Uh, was it Amy Cross? One of the IGN people. She got called out for saying horror, and uh, she's like, "I I've been saying it that way my entire life," and somebody started laughing at me. And well, but, uh, yeah, it never a, used to be that it's way. It's a tough one. It's, it's like people one. that t- I say I say aunt. Aunt, like aunt. Everybody's like it's aunt. I was like, aunt. Oh, that's not how it's spelt. And There's a you in there. Aunt. Leave me alone, right? Yeah. Um. You know, it's not. It's not wrong. It's. Uh, and I think. A lo- I think. Actually, you know what? That's one hundred percent like an American thing. I've noticed you guys have a, a weird puritanical reaction to certain words sometimes. <laughs> like uh, horror. Hmm. Horror. It's like no. It, much harder it's uh, horror horror so you, you I go, almost so I go just the, roll your r's like horror horror, horror. oh no i go the i yeah. go the other way i i go whore whore yeah the whore store the um see that that sounds even worse to me though <laughs> i like, know and that's why i do it yeah exactly uh, there you go uh well it's like uh, up here people suffer from angina down in the states it's angina it's like uh-huh mm-hmm <laughs> Why is that? Why do we? Anyway, we I, I don't get know. Into that, but, but up here we drink uh, Orangina, and you guys uh, drink Orangina. So orangina. there you go, Orangina. <laughs> um, uh, but horror decor, they, horror decor. It it, it rolls off the tongue if you just say it that way. Yeah. Uh, we talked about this before. We weren't sure how Jason managed to hook up with these guys. Um, boy, I think this goes back a couple. Of, I think this goes back pre-pandemic, actually. Jason has infinite energy. I don't know where he when gets he, it, but anyway. When he yeah. first, uh, we should probably speak to what this is. But please, continue. Uh, yeah, so anyway, so uh, he designed these uh, carnival game thing. I don't know how to describe them. The things that you would see like at the, the game where you throw ball or or stick or so, like a, a softball yeah. game. Yeah. Uh, um, there the, is the a things term that, for that it. They prop up and you knock them down and you knock them down and you get a stuffed toy. They've started doing this series of those for... Killer Clowns from Outer Space, uh, It, uh, and Ghostbusters has made its way in there because of of Jason from Ghostbusters News helping them design. Uh, I think Vigo is now the third one they've done, fourth one they've done at this point. I don't know. I thought this, uh, maybe, Terradog, uh, Zool. Wasn't there was a Slimer the one already? Oh, God, was it Slimer? I can't, yeah, I can't remember. remember. Anyway, it's again, there's so much merch now, it's like... <laughs> anyway at, at the other point at the, the other point is on a day like today you and i do the the energy math and go oh, how much energy do we, we want to expend retelling 
<laughs> Ghostbuster news is story. I uh, let, let Jason redo it. Just go to Jason's <laughs> site. Uh, but yeah, so so check those out. I mean, they're very cool. Um, they do them in very limited batches. So if it's something that you're interested in, once you see it, uh, make sure to pick it up because it's it's a very limited item. Yes, I um, think only like several hundred or something. Like yeah, that, I, think, I think they're pretty much you know handmade. Um, and uh, then, oh, last summer. Oh gosh, it happened in the middle of pandemic. Yeah, it's been. I was gonna say it, it's been a while, but then I'm like, everything feels like it's been a while. Like yesterday I, feels like it was a while. Yeah. I think it's a reissue though. Because they had a Vigo then as well. Oh, I Vigo think, was a I think they were just popular enough that... Oh, well, see, there you go. So if you missed out, yeah. then pick it up. I don't remember seeing Vigo, so that's why I thought it was a new design. But, uh, oh, guys, Carnival it's Punks hot. Is what they're it's called. terrible. Just give us yeah. give us the benefit of the doubt. Give us the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're called Carnival Punks. Carnival Punks, that's it. Because they do have, like, called... the wild hair and stuff. Yeah, um, they got... They're kind of like a, a weird, vaguely... I don't know. Uh, hourglasses? Glass? Yeah, they look like the, the, the bowling pin shape. game. I'm trying to think of what yeah. those are called at the, at the carnivals. but Skittles? I have no idea what they're yeah. called. But anyway, check them out. Horror Decor uh, has them. Yeah, em. grab them. Uh, go grab this, those. This, if you missed out the first time, you got to grab them now because I, I don't think any of us were thinking that they were going to bring them back but i no. guess they were popular enough so it's um, kind of like the fright rag stuff like i was on the fence about i want that i want that fright rags t-shirt and i sat on it for whatever it was like two days and it was gone so yeah, yeah. uh don't don't delay if you want those things uh speaking of things you don't want to delay upon um mm. if you see ghostbuster cereal in the wild and you want to purchase it do it now uh yes. because it's becoming one of those like uh, holy grails, not just for us Ghostbusters fans, but for, for people all over the place, uh, just nostalgia fans, cereal fans, yep. cereal uh, fans. Every, everybody wants the Ghostbuster cereal. Uh, the good news are our, our friends at Michigan, uh, the Michigan Ghostbusters reached out to General Mills cereal and confirmed that those family size boxes, the ones that if you add to your wish list on uh, walmart.com go for a million dollars right now, uh, because they're not in stock. Um, they will be released in August. So those family size, uh, boxes that are a little bit bigger, the 18 ounce or whatever they are, 19 ounce boxes, uh, uh they will be coming in August, uh, which is about when the big push for the movie is probably going to start. And, and starting I'm, in August, September, October, that's when we're going to start seeing the, the big full scale push for, yeah. for afterlife. I'm Canadian. I don't know what your American oozes are. So oozes, houses, houses, in, in houses. Anyway, uh, so uh, I thought that was good. Uh, shout out to my mom who apparently bought me a bunch of boxes in Colorado and is going to be sending Aww. them to me because because my mom loves me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> looking forward to that. It's going to be a fun Saturday morning when those uh, show up. Yeah, and are you going to do? Are you going to do like uh, I did with Thomas? I th- I think fire so. up the real Ghostbusters and I mean we already naturally do that. It's kind of right? amazing that our our Saturday morning lineup right now, thanks to Disney Plus, is Ewoks, Droids, uh, real Ghostbusters, and then it fluctuates. Uh, this past weekend it was Animaniacs. The weekend before that she wanted to watch Tiny Toons, mm-hmm. and the weekend before that it was was it Powerpuff Girls? She's really been enjoying the original run of Powerpuff Girls, so we've we've been watching those two, but. Um, Man, it is just, it's so much fun to just sit there on Saturday morning and, and rewatch these cartoons with her and 
Ewoks doesn't uh, really hold up. The first season of Ewoks holds up. The second season, not so much. Speaking of uh, cartoons and limited edition items, uh, know how I know there's a, a live action Powerpuff TV show coming? Uh, how? Uh, Cartoon Network's lawyers had uh, uh, the t shirt, online t shirt places take down my Powerpuffed Girl t shirt. Oh, oh, that's funny. <laughs> that's so if you ever wanted funny. one and you didn't, you Too missed late. out. That Too was late. a really cool design, too. I liked uh, it. I uh, actually, weirdly enough, they may have given it uh, a second life in that, for the longest time, interest in it was tailing off because people the cartoon was over, right? So people their <laughs> kids weren't uh, as familiar with it, sort of thing. And now yeah. they're, they're gonna have the new TV show. Uh, I've had to pull it down for a while, just like Disney putting uh, I don't know songs of the South in the vault. I have no idea. Just pick something non-racist, I guess, and. um yeah, in a few years' time, maybe I can put it back up. I don't know. Yeah, maybe know. it'll... I mean, hey, it shows you that you got some attention on it. It makes you feel good there that it go. was a good... Yeah. This there means go. I've been cease and desisted by Cartoon Network and Charles Schultz. So, <laughs> long story there, but... Uh. So, you got to go for uh, Jim Davis on the Garfield Triumvirate, and then you'll be in, in good shape. Uh, uh, but weirdly got an okie-dokie from Lucasfilm on something, so that was... Hey. I've had a weird life. There you go. Anyways. Anyway. So I think that's pretty much it for the news. Let's talk. Let's talk auctions. Let's talk about the things that we're never going to be able to afford. Oh, I wish I had a, hang on. Improv gavel. I am always envious. Every time that I go to, to like San Diego comic con and there's the two booths, there's always prop store and, um, is it London? What's the one that's the London collectibles or uh, oh. Tower of London collectibles or yeah, something like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Heritage. And, and then Heritage uh, has their booth. Yeah, you always go and you look at the the stuff that's in the glass and you go, oh, that's awesome. Never be able to afford that, but that's awesome. No. And they always have like the the Gremlins puppets or uh, the the um, infrared uh, night vision goggles from Jurassic Park, like cool things that you actually really want. Uh, prop right. store is one of those. They always have those things that you actually want. Sometimes they have things that you don't want. Uh, they had at one point, one of the gnarly, um, leg hose tubes from one of the original, uh, suits that yeah. <laughs> looked like it had, uh, degraded, melted, been chewed on by a toddler. And it was up for, I, for the longest time I was like, nobody's ever going to buy that. And somebody bought it because we're all crazy fans. Um, so they do have some kind of like want was, but, uh, some really good stuff, especially for their live auctions, which is really where the big prices are drawn in. And, yeah. uh, that's, what's been going on the last two days as we record this. And there's a, a couple more days to go. Um, but Chris, I get the feeling that some of the people that may have worked on the original two films, uh, know that afterlife is coming out this year. They know oh. that this is when to strike when the iron is hot. Do you think? <laughs> uh, and they're like, "Hey, I got all this stuff that's just in my basement. Um, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna sell this stuff off. I'm gonna give this to prop store, and we're gonna see how much money we can make because this is yeah. some really cool uh, and and some stuff that it's like I I don't know who donated this. Sometimes they tell you where it came from. Sometimes like you know when uh, Tom Enriquez put his stuff up, or when Michael yeah. Gross did. Uh, 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 right, bef- right before he passed, if I remember right, that's when Michael Gross like put all of his cool stuff up uh, for auction. Um, but this is one where it's like, 
it's it's it, the the terror dog statue alone, which the description says that it's been uh, preserved by a Boss Film Studios employee. So somebody who worked on the film has been taking care of this for for quite some time. Yeah. Um, and it was estimated to go at six to eight thousand dollars. The joke for the entire episode here is that it just sold for eleven thousand dollars. Yeah. Uh, ironically, to Richard Edlund, who just bought it from one of his former employees. I don't know. I don't know who bought it. We have no idea. Well, here's the thing: we can go through these items one by one, and I'm a little surprised at the way the pricing went. Well, yeah. not not the pricing, but the the how the auctions turned out. So, like the Terror Dog. Six to eight thousand dollars. I thought that was a solid range, given that it's like the stop motion puppet, but not one used in the movie. Like none of those things would have survived into the shape well, that this it thing was, is. Was but I think yeah, I think they ended up maybe painting over it or something because it, it does. It looks like a bronzed statue. Like they, that's the only way you can preserve that stop motion no, foam. Okay, really. well we may have to dig into a bit further. What I read online was that it was uh, a new. Uh, pull from the old mold oh oh let's see i'm reading i'm reading the description now and you you are absolutely right it's a quarter scale foam latex puppet crafted from the original molds but was not used on screen right okay still, actually it's from the original mold okay then that still doesn't settle things it could have been pulled from the mold back then yeah and just preserved yeah. till now see because that's the thing that has to be solved if this thing was pulled recently <laughs> And somebody went like three grand over the, the, the top estimate for something that the mold is still out there somewhere and able to make more molds. I'm assuming this must mean it was pulled for 84 and never, never used. I would guess so. Cause yeah, especially when they say that the preservation work was conducted by a boss film studios employee, including the application of a flexible protective coating. I feel so like this, this would have been yeah. something like, hey, everybody, we're, we're wrapped. Uh, and then you went into the shop the day after and you pulled your own thing for your, you know. Yeah, yeah. You're not supposed to, but it happens. Okay. <laughs> um, so to that point, the 11000 I think, is still a little high. But given that it's that close to the original one, and it, in theory now is just the only one. Yeah. Unless somebody else went in and pulled their own. I, I don't know. Maybe there's I, another one out yeah, there somewhere. I, I mean. But 11,000 is not insane. Um, Aryan, are you listening? Did you buy it? I want to know who <laughs> bought it. Anyway, sorry. But then but then we get to stuff like, um, I mean, it's not the best one he did for the movie, but Bernie Wrightson's library ghost concept yeah. went unsold. And yeah. I think, I'm, I mean, I think a lot of people just went, I don't have the two grand. That's what you needed the, to bid at the but fettuccine poster that's the one that surprised me because that went up today and i one, thought for sure yeah. that's gonna sell um but they said that they didn't they didn't meet the reserve so they weren't able to to sell that one to, but it, it, it was I, I estimated it was too, at a higher yeah. price than the terror dog so maybe that's and the thing is is that it was a hand-painted concept again it's weird to decide what people do and don't want like it, apparently for that one painting, the only thing people are interested in is they want, I guess, the one that ended up getting used in the movie. Sure. Um, or, and actually, like this is where my brain starts to short out too, because twelve to sixteen thousand for the movie original makes sense to me, not the concept one that was submitted and you know Reitman signed off on, and then they went back and did the 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 final one for the film, right? Like yeah. if you look at it, this one is not as detailed, not as, 
you know, not as shaded or colored or, or textured as much as the, the one. I don't know. So on the one hand, I'm like, I'm surprised nobody, I, I shouldn't say nobody took a bite at it. I guess people did. It's just nobody hit that. Because that, that $12,000 threshold or whatever well, it was that the reserve no, see, was. That's yeah. the other thing. The reserve, that's the estimate of what they think it will sell for. That's not the same as the reserve, I don't think. They don't ever disclose the reserve. Is, is it kind of like eBay where if the reserve is not met that it's just like you're, there's no obligation, I would imagine? Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, basically. And I think I think quite honestly they said, you know, maybe the, we'll go as low as 10000 but, you know, maybe it only made it to you know, several thousand. We don't know. Yeah. I'm surprised. I'm surprised. I'm surprised the two didn't manage to meet because I still think even though it wasn't screen used, it's... It's unique, very unique. Plus, the original is—is is it up at like ILM or something like that? Like, there are some of these pieces that I don't think we're—I don't think the uh, the screen ones are ever going to see the light of day. Like uh, the Vigo painting, isn't that up at? Yeah, the Vigo painting somewhere. is now at ILM. Yeah, ILM. The, for the longest time, it was in the Sony Props uh, warehouse down in Culver City, uh, but. I think I think I think it has. There's one in the museum now. When you go on the Sony tour, there's a Vigo painting, but there's also the big, big one that's up at uh, at ILM in San Francisco, along with right. the uh, Scolari brothers and the the Slimer from yeah. Ghostbusters too. Let's see what other. So Bernie Wrightson, I would have thought like a Bernie Wrightson would have, but then again, I don't know that Bernie Wrightson like art, like comic yeah. art people would put two and two together to like keep an ear to the ground on this stuff. I don't know. It's, and it's like the, there were two crew jackets and I, I always feel like crew jackets, crew hats, uh, and the, like the chair backs from the director's chairs. Yeah. Like those are things that I feel like they always overvalue in these Super auctions. overvalue. So like, the light, the light, um, bomber jacket that they made for the first movie, a first movie, that's kind of important. Uh, but yeah, they put it at, uh, how did it go here in comparison? Say, I'm, I'm pulling it up right now. The yeah, bomber see, jacket is... was up for, oh, their estimate was 800 to 1200 and it did not sell. Did not sell. But then you go down to the, the Ghostbusters 2, like leather varsity one, same estimate range. It sold for 900. And in my head, I'm like, were you guys bidding on it being a, like a better jacket or something? Like... <laughs> Like I, you wanted a leather jacket instead of like a windbreaker, but uh, or or does the does the Ghostbusters two one also get like Nike fans? You know your uh, Nike collectors that because it was a Nike bomber jacket. Yeah, um, and then weird things too, like um, the the Ghostbusters original eighty four Ghostbusters uh, crew jacket got Pat stitched on it. It is directly linked to model maker Pat McClung who worked on the movie, right? Yeah. So to yeah. me, I'm like, yeah, you're getting the jacket from somebody who worked on the movie. That seems like so cool to me. And then um, the, the Ghostbusters 2 one, does it say who? Yeah, no, it's got Nike emblazoned on it. Yeah. Actually, that could be it too now that I think about it. Maybe it's a Nike thing. It could. That's, that's my thought. You know how the... Like the Air Jordan collectors, uh, it's it, it's yeah. one of those things where if it's Nike, maybe people are trying to grab it too. But I don't. Yeah, it's so it's so weird. These things are so unpredictable. Super. But at the same time, it's just it, it. What is it? What is its value to you? Yeah, I mean, Pat yeah. McClung it, it, having his crew jacket. Uh, wow, 
unbelievably cool. If you're going to wear it, are you going to wear it? Are you going to display it? What are you going to do with it? Like that's, I don't know. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of those, like there's several items in there too, that I was like, Oh, that's very cool. Uh, still what are to you going to do with that? Yeah, um, still right and now. And not Ghostbusters you, related, obviously. But no, if you if you like search around something about the prop store website, it's a little weird trying to find stuff. So this is specific to an auction going on now. But if you search the site for other Ghostbusters stuff, you, this is kind of you find. Um, let's see here. All it brings up is the. Uh, uh, yeah, the, the Fettuccine concept painting yeah, and, um, uh, production, um, concept sketches for Ghostbusters too. And they're not part of the auction. They're standing. You can buy them for like, and those have been up there for a bucks. long time. Those production right. sketches. Yeah. Yeah. So those, and that's all you get when you search for Ghostbusters too. But then if you go digging for, a, at one point they still in there somewhere, they had a, a uh, black satin uh, promo jacket for when the movie came out on VHS, but it was given out to people who worked on it again, sort of thing. So it's got another another name. I was trying to figure out who it could be. It had um, uh, who had a Norm. Norm. And it's like, well, <laughs> there was a key grip named Norm. Uh, the the police commissioner was uh, Norman Buck, <laughs> or. They stitched your name on it and sent it to VHS store owners. I, like I was we just say, don't know, been, right? You know, Rose Videos, uh, Norm, uh, the manager. Norm's video. Like, we yeah. don't know, really. Um, but that one, I don't. Anyways, yeah. let's but, see here. They have the um, uh, the I guess yeah, they look leather. The leather um, director chair backs. Those are quite popular with us. They're like uh, the people who collect the. Um, the arcade game marquees from the cabinets. If you can't collect a million <laughs> right. arcade cabinets, you just collect just the collect the marquees. The, the marquees. Put right? them on a nice so, backlit board. Yeah. And just a um, two sets of four for three and a quarter grand each. You um, too can own the chair that gave back support to Bill Murray during yeah. his off hours on set of Ghostbusters. Maybe. I'm Maybe, also suspicious yeah. how much people actually use those chairs. It's a, we, you can see them in some of the photos. But again, I I always thought those things were kind of like, um, uh, <laughs> were kind of like lawn chairs. They were just <laughs> generic and everywhere. So if you well, saw them, like there's a photo of the yeah. uh, a bunch of them sitting around Annie Potts, and she's sitting in one, and Rick Moranis is sitting in one. I'm pretty sure they didn't haul out Rick and Annie's leather-backed one. I Like I said, I thought it was just general uh, canvas ones that yeah, they throw around. Yeah, I mean, usually for your for your top few on the call sheet, yeah, they have their name on the chair just so that uh, all of us b- poor peons running around <laughs> on set know not to sit in that chair because no, that's, that's Annie Potts' chair. chair. Uh, but I always thought these fancy, uh, like, leather with gold ones were usually made for, like, uh, I don't know, press visits or... Uh, yeah, or or gifts at some point. Gifts, some sort of, yeah. A, yeah, wrap gift, yeah. Right? But again, um, does this thing say anything about that? Uh, uh, it just says, uh, director's chair backs made of dark brown leather. Yeah. No. They don't really... No, don't really uh, say anything. I don't think they can also speak to their use. That's always, you no. know, the props department usually has a good dozen of those things made for each person. Uh, and right. then, like you said, the, the generic ones too. So, so I... Uh, uh, yeah. 
So somebody, I guess, that's not, I mean, that's not bad. I'm assuming the same person probably got both of them, which means they walked off with uh, cast, like the main four, um, and then the, uh, let's see here. Yeah, Bill yeah. Sigourney Ernie Annie was the first one, and that one yeah. sold for thirty two fifty. And then on top of so you got the four guys, and you got Sigourney and Annie and uh, Ivan and Rick. And the four guys sold for come on, prop store auction load faster. Every podcast in the world is doing the exact same well, episode the, we are doing they, right they, now. They they split them right. There was, I think that was done deliberately so that if somebody was like, I want all four Ghostbusters, guess what? You're yeah. bidding on oh, okay. then you, yeah. two different lots. Then it was thirty two fifty. So they paid the same price for, for both lots. Yeah. For Rick, um, Dan, Harold, and Ivan. Yeah. And again, just the, the mental math required here. So Bill Murray, who's in theory the biggest name, and then Sigourney Weaver, uh, uh, you know, sci-fi collectors, uh, target in her own right ernie and annie they were like between three thousand and five thousand and it went for three thousand two hundred fifty and then the other one was like rick dan harold and ivan and you're like oh so it's got harold who's not with us anymore you know but it's not like it's got bill murray yeah. or anything like that uh and they 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 bid on it and got it for three thousand two hundred fifty. <laughs> Same but price, the, but the range was different. They were like, oh, it may go for five hundred dollars less or five hundred dollars more than our. <laughs> like, what? How did you come we up with these no numbers? Idea. You're you're rolling dice uh, and just writing it like, down. To me, the the crazy thing about these, unless you're at like Planet Hollywood and there's a little plaque next to it that says like these chairbacks were used in the production of Ghostbusters two. Like you can't frame these and put these in a collection somewhere, no, without them needing some sort of explanation. Like the chairbacks, like that could be my blue heavens, Rick Moranis chairback for all you know. Uh, but I have to assume that maybe it's some guy who owns a restaurant and just puts it up on the wall, and it doesn't matter what the veracity is; he can just yeah. point to it, and the legend wins, right? So totally, yeah. Um, the door decal in the balloons. <laughs> How did those balloons survive? I, I often wonder this because those balloons right? have popped up a couple of times now in auctions where it's like they were just the prop uh, with the Ghostbusters 2 symbol on them. Yeah. Like uh, balloons coming barely from this... last a week. Well, not only that, it, they show two. It's like, are we certain there's not like a box of 100 out there that got distributed around the world? And if we're not careful... You can pick up uh, Ghostbusters two balloons still, almost anywhere. Like, how how did those not turn into like crumbly rubber dust? dust? Yeah. yeah, I don't well, understand. To, That's I, but it's again, it's buried in this weird uh, lot of give us fifteen hundred to twenty five hundred dollars, and you're like, well, the balloons aren't worth that, and they're it feels like they did it just to pump up the car decal, like the car decal. Yeah. A thousand, like made for Ghostbusters two. It's a, it's kind of like the Terror Dog. It was a made for production, just never imp- like put on the car. I think it feels like they just threw in the balloons to go, and now we think it'll be worth fifteen hundred. And as and we find out, in the pot. everybody went no, yeah. <laughs> no, it's not. Which again begs the question: What was the reserve on a fifteen hundred dollar? to $2,500 uh, car decal that didn't get met, right? Like I I don't know. And and that may be, uh, because these may be coming from different sources too, like 
you know, maybe your your uh, Peter Mosens of the world have put some stuff into the the pot here, and they yeah. wanted to sell this, and they thought that it was worth a whole lot more than it actually was. Um, again, I go back to that rubber leg hose connector that for the longest time was up there for like eight hundred and fifty bucks, and I'm like, nobody will ever buy that thing, uh, but somebody did. Somebody did. Um, but uh, yeah, shout out shout out to the Shrek family. Um, they posted um, some of the stuff from the auction that closed. And again, like I said, I noticed some stuff is missing in this one. So there was a signed by all the cast photo that sold. Right. And it was only like, they thought it was going to be like 500 bucks or something like that. Yeah. And then similarly, a one signed by, uh, uh, su- supposedly signed by Bill Murray. And again, they were like $400, $600. And it's quite obvious the autograph collectors came to party. Because those yeah. things, th- those were the the hits of the um, of the auction. Um, I, I mean, again, how rare is it to get like a Bill Murray autograph now at this point? Right. Um, so yeah, I or or a Harold Ramis autograph, obviously, because having that on there is, is a big exactly. one too. So the one with um, everybody on it is worth quite a bit. Yeah. Um, well, I might have a tough time finding Jeffrey's um, Twitter post where they put it all. And I can't seem to find his Twitter name. Do you remember? Uh, Jeff Shrek. Keep typing in. We've yeah. got it all, nerds. Ha, 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 ha. But it doesn't. <laughs> well, while Je- you search oh, for there that. Oh, there it is. Jay- no, no, I found it. Hang oh, on, you found I it. Know. Okay. Uh, Jeffrey Shrek. <laughs> it's Jeff Shrek. <laughs> Clever you know, boy. Putting Twitter it under his you name. type in the name and it doesn't come up <laughs> too, which is really weird. It. Like, I'll type in Chris <laughs> Stewart and you don't come up and I'm like. Castor. There we go. Cast yeah, there, there it is. we go. And then it comes up. Yeah. Yes. Well, I've been trying to develop uh, that little online moniker for a while, and unfortunately, it pref- actually, you know, it's doing its job because, frankly, as the years go by, more and more Chris Stewarts keep showing up. There's a senator, and there's a, you name it. Um. Boy, here we go. No, I can't even seem to find the one they post. Like, ah. Uh, anyways, point was is that there was a. Um, a photo they put in of, uh, put it up. Ah, I can see no reason why he'd have taken it down. Did he post it somewhere else? Maybe somebody else reposted his repost. I don't Maybe. know. Uh, but, um, anyways, the point is, is that, uh, even though it's not here, so I can't confirm what it went for. Yeah. There was a, there was a, the, one of the boys signed by all of them and one of bill and they went for thousands like thousands Jeez. over what they thought they were going to get for it. Uh, so that's the big surprise. Um, the one the one that hit it right almost square on was um, the Vigo production artwork, which is really strange because I suspect it came from uh, possibly, and actually, no, that one's a good one now that I look at it. That's a lot of production artwork. Um, yeah, the, with with a lot of those unused Vigo concepts, you're talking about that one? Yeah. Yeah, and that Which is cool to see. I mean, this is stuff that I wish we had a book with all of the, like, Sorcerer right. Vigo and the sort of, like, uh, uh, is it Ming, Ming the Merciless uh, uh, Vigo. Uh, <laughs> uh, what did that one just say there? Come back here. Don't you mock me, internet. <laughs> Oh, it's that, it's mocking you. It's yeah. mocking me. Slimer, not in motion. Yeah, he's kind of wispy. 
Oh yeah, and it's got the ILM stamp. Now, interestingly, the the funny part, the best part about this whole thing, is that they're showing off the ILM nineteen eighty nine with the Ghostbusters two logo stamp on with the concept art. It's the same thing that's stamped on the back of my uh, uh, my uh, Vigo uh, psychometric photo or whatever you right. call it there from the dark room. Yeah, from the dark room, uh, which is uh, really cool. Yeah, Vigo in armor with horse. <laughs> king Vigo sitting on his throne. He is King Vigo. King Vigo. Yeah, kind of, uh, man, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the Vigo. kind of stuff, again, like, when we, someday when we get that big Rinsler making of book We're gonna with get all of this art. Uh, Vigo the Destroyer. That one's a great one. And that one looks like it was a concept for the photo, or for the painting originally. Yeah. Because there's been mention that um, I guess it was, is it Etchison and his crew that were brought in to, to do the, the, the redux one at the end. Yeah. Right? And yeah. it's been mentioned in interviews that they were told that they didn't like what they had gotten so far. Cause it was just too, I don't know, heavy metal or Frank Frazetta or what have you. And yeah, these are them. <laughs> and, and we can see exactly what they're talking about here. Yeah. Now that said, they're great. And I guess if you're like a, a Vigo fan, these would be fantastic. Oh, it also contains a, that's a really nice one. The concept art of the, uh, the mink jacket coming to life. Oh. That's uh, in there. That's a good one. And actually, weirdly enough, st- uh, marked ILM 1988. Uh, could make sense. They were doing maybe blue sky stuff at that point in time. Sure. Absolutely. That makes sense. Were. Yeah. My, my point is, yeah. is it's, inter- it's interesting how far into production the Vigo stuff went compared to the early production stuff. Because <laughs> all the, the Vigo jacket st- was, that was a firm. That was early that on. Was there it, from day one. They were going to figure that we out, f- no we problem. We feel confident in that one. Vigo, yeah. Vigo made it into, um, oh no, they got stamped, but I'm looking at them here, uh, 11 so either November mm. 1st or January 11th, depending on whoever side, yeah, American, so I guess it's, uh, I mean, November first, eighty eight. Make a good point. We can look at these images. Like it's not you have to to no. purchase the auction lot in order to take a look at these. If you go to the prop store website right now, you can you can look at them right now as we are. There's a, there's one Vigo where he's them. holding a sword and it's kind of like, don't look at my ding dong. Stop looking <laughs> at my ding dong. This is not my ding dong. Um, yeah, That's there's the kind of weird... yeah yeah ding dong Vigo, <laughs> which was instantly rejected by <laughs> yeah. Ivan Reitman back in. That was about September of 1988. Weird, uh, like, Catholic Messiah Vigo. That was an interesting one. Actually, it re- it's really interesting. I wish I could make it. I'll have to go looking to. Uh, starts with a B. Last name starts with a J. Who okay, the artist we, is. Yeah. We got to go dig that up here. But he did one, which is. It's really, I can see a few of these actually being really kind of worth the money because he did one uh, Vigo uh, that essentially he tried to tie him to the Statue of Liberty uh, imagery at the end of the movie Hmm. because he's got him wearing weird like priestly robes, but he's wearing like the spiked crown and holding like a weird torch uh, thing up in his hand, but he's tried to mix it with like... (laughs) kind of like um, Russian Orthodox kind of uh, uh, Yeah, this, the, the symbol and, of freedom 
And the symbol of pain. Really? Look at the juxtaposition. Yeah. And then we got a couple that are way too close to, you know, Mordru the Magician from Marvel Comics. So Yeah. Let's walk happens. away from that. River of Slime. There's a river of slime in there. Yeah. No, that's a good set. That's like Oh boy. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty, and twenty-one pieces of concept art. From Ghostbusters too, jeez, and they they it's nabbed them lot. for seventeen hundred. That I think that was the most solid uh, purchase of the of the whole thing. Like I don't, I don't know if Bill Murray's uh, signed photo is worth twenty five hundred, or if that person will ever get that back. You know what I mean? Like if they resell it, I don't know. Or again, but, it may be an investment for the future too. It's like one of those people who's like, I know that this is going to be worth. X amount of money yeah. 10 years from now. So, yeah. Um, I guess it's it's morbid to think about, but I, I yeah, I could see an autograph uh, guy getting in there, dropping, uh, you know, 2,500 bucks going, all these guys are going to be dead inside of the next 20 years. And, uh, <laughs> and I'm oh going to get my God. money. Yeah. Can't I said even 20, think about I said, it. Exactly. I said 20 yeah. years to give us the maximum amount of uh, suspension of disbelief that- <laughs> We do not have to face the mortality Please of our heroes. Please do not make me think of such things <laughs> our, after or, the last 15 months we've had. Our own mortality. Good um, God. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, um, yeah, no, you're right. I initially thought I Bill Murray stuff I don't know. Like I'm trying to think of stuff I've seen online. I was like, I don't think Bill Murray goes for 2500 bucks signature-wise, even, no. even, even though he is one of the harder signatures to get these days. But yeah, if somebody's going to bank it, twenty five hundred is a is an investment price. Totally, uh, totally. Well, so uh, maybe that was one of the things that Adam Savage purchased. Because oh, Adam, you think Savage he bought was, some stuff? I think he bought some stuff. I mean, he did that tested uh, video that everybody was like, "Look in the background, you can see the fettuccine's," uh, and that's up for auction. Hey, look at the the terror dog puppet. Yeah, that's up for auction. So he he kind of got a pre. Uh, he got a, pre- a preview look. of all of the items to, to take a look at. And I have a he feeling probably he probably has something. Yeah. He has the connections to check on a lot of this stuff too. You know what? I put, I might put money on him buying the terror dog. I think so. I think after the knowing him, knowing where his, uh, his fandom lies, uh, knowing his, uh, you know, professional background as well. Like I bet yes. that's something he probably picked up, but, right. um, so, uh, and, and then he had that video where he teased us that he's seen afterlife and we haven't that guy <laughs> anyway. Um, but, uh, yeah, so check out the prop store website. There's a ton of stuff like, uh, as, as you're listening to Chris do that, like you can just kind of thumb through all of these things and they will be up there uh, pretty much indefinitely too. So uh, yeah. you don't have to run and do it at this moment, no. but, uh, but go do that. Uh, well, well, really quickly, Chris, at the end of the show here, I wanted to just put a button on things by sure. uh, there was a, a, a little bit of a of all of the things, the drama, the kerfuffles that that pop up in, in our fandom on on the interwebs. Uh, most of it is just noise. Most of it is much ado about nothing. There's a lot of it that's just drama for people that uh, need drama. Uh, but there was one thing, one thing that happened. Uh, that I do feel need to point out that mm-hmm. people are saying, well, that's official confirmation that it happened. And I'm not entirely sure that that is the case. 
the the official Ghostbusters YouTube channel, which if you've mm-hmm. been following, has been airing the real Ghostbusters episodes, Extreme Ghostbusters, these great character dossiers, uh, best uh, gadget moments, best ghost moments. Like they're really populating their YouTube channel with quite a bit of stuff. But in their social feed, which is that thing that when you're subscribed, you know, you kind of see some polls, you see a photo, you see an animated GIF, that kind of stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. They they posted a poll that was supposed to be a trivia question. Uh, what film or what character? I'm sorry. Uh, appeared at the end, flying toward camera in both uh. of the original two films. <laughs> which number one is a trap, and number two, the answer that they came up with was Slimer. To which all of us went, huh? What? Yes. So. For a long time, and Chris, you and I have talked about this a couple yep. of times now on the podcast, there have been memories of people who go to see the film in the theater and they do recall Slimer flying around from the Statue of Liberty at the end of that movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, the now comics adaptation has Slimer flying around the, the building or around the statue. Uh, the novelization, if I recall correctly, says that like... There's there's like a couple of lines at the end of the novelization that says like and Libby held her torch high and Slimer flew right through it and you know there's there like there are those callbacks that have appeared in other media yeah but the actual physical photo uh, video any any type of evidence uh, of that we haven't actually seen and it's kind no. of funny because when they confirmed the answer on on youtube they showed the first movie obviously but not a not a video from the second one why is this why is this one of those things that we keep coming back to and even that whoever the social media managers and the people that are, are programming the content for for the ghostbusters channels uh it is something that is so ingrained upon them as well that we just we accept it to be true. We accept that we've seen at the end of the second movie, Sly, Slimer flying toward the camera. That yeah, it's it's kind of amazing. It's kind of a <laughs> weird thing to just kind of take a few steps back and just observe. Uh, it's yeah. not worth getting angry at. There were people in the comments that were getting all upset, like, "How dare you? You are the official Ghostbusters channel. You should know how your movie ends." And uh, okay, all right. Hold on. Just look at this for what it is. Yeah. Yeah. But why, why do you think this keeps happening? And, and to another point, I'm putting you on the spot too, because I feel like you said you saw this, right? Isn't this one of the things that you thought was in that, that print that you saw of Ghostbusters 2? Uh, no, I don't. Okay. Uh, Eugene Levy is all I remember. Eugene Levy. That was the thing. I couldn't remember. You, you had said that you had seen something that all of us were like, no, wow. How? Yeah. Uh, so, but that only, because uh, remember, oh God, was it on one of the VHS, ex, not the VHS, but the DVD extras or something that, or we saw online that there were stills from the, um, the, the keys to the city, uh, on, on Liberty Island. Yeah. Ghostbusters day. And all that. Thank you, Ghostbusters, with the banner and the, yeah, yeah. So I think that kind of feeds into it because I think that uh, directly tight, because that's in the novelization. I think, I think really what it is, is it's a, it's a a classic soup of stuff that people just start conflating things together. 
Um, right. So bits survive in different forms. Yeah. Uh, like I, I would really like to find my copies of the, uh, the now comics adaptation, uh, because it's quite conceivable that for example, a generation of kids, maybe Slimers at the end of that, because that was drawn from the original script, which he might be in in the novelization. Like some of the deleted dialogue is in there too. Like, because the joke at the end of the movie is that when they put Libby back on Liberty Island, they've switched her hand holding the torch and her hand holding the book. Yeah. And Peter says, you think anybody will notice? Like th- that was supposed to be the joke. And I think that's in the now comics adaptation. I'll have to double check. Right. It. Um, so you do that. Uh, you add in that as time went on, people, you know, got older, realized that uh, the second movie has a lot of visual and uh, thematic overlap with the first one. <laughs> like, there's a lot of, uh, of structure similarities between the two. So I think sometimes people just assume that it happened in both of them. Um, I, I don't. I don't know. I mean, there's it's there's a, no right answer. It's no, just and, obviously and there's. I, I don't. I don't expect either one of us to be like, well, here's why that happens here's, when yes. the young impressionable mind at ages five through ten sees a. I, for the longest time, I swear to you, I saw a version of uh, Return of the Jedi that ended on the Ewok on the speeder bike still flying through Endor, and I think that was just because <laughs> that was ingrained upon my brain as one of the funniest things that I saw when I was, whatever that was, six. You know. Yeah. Uh. So. So there are those things that I think just just become the memory that that burns into your synapses, and then you keep coming back to and coming back to and coming back to. But but, now, but that is one of those popular, yeah. you know, like you know, Luke, I am your father. Like the misquotes, the things that that just become part of the pop culture vernacular that uh, are not fa- not true, not correct, yeah. uh, not accurate. I also I think what plays a part in it is we haven't figured it out um exactly how it would work but like eugene levy's part was wasn't officially revealed until much much later than i have a memory of seeing him in the movie like and given that back in that time like prior to actually up until relatively recently to be honest like the switch over to digital kind of put the end to the the physical prints but the physical right. prints those took time to make. Yeah, right? you're striking the print uh, well in advance of the June 1989 wow. release date, and but you got to ship thing. them and get exact- them out to the theaters. And for that very reason, uh, it's not unheard of that prints will go out and changes will get made in prints yeah. further down the line. And I think for a movie like uh, Ghostbusters in particular, both the first and the second one, like a lot of movies, especially some movies, under a lot of a lot of pressure. Uh, it's something that movies today are still under pressure. It's just that since the technology moved to digital, the pressure to make your cut changes sometimes goes right up to the day before. <laughs> yeah. In some rare cases. Whereas on physical uh, media, I'm sure there was a point where they had to walk away. But again, you know, even in 89, when home video was starting to become a thing, I don't think they put a lot of worry into, oh, well you know, 
nobody will miss it, right? Like, oh, so, <laughs> oh, so no, we put ten it. Ten prints went out with the Eugene ten Levy prints scene went, went by out accident. To, what do we yeah, do? Scattered markets. Like, uh, so, send send a memo to those theaters and tell the projectionist to splice that out, uh, starting right? from here to here. And uh, yep, that's no. exactly how it was done. Yeah, they're, they're not going to do that. A lot of them are going to see that memo and be like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, but at the end of the day, uh, what, what I, more to the point, uh, I mean, somebody's got to write a book about this stuff. I think it would make a fascinating book. Uh, I'm watching a lot of mash on, uh, Disney plus cause I got the stars, the up, star up here at stars. add on. Yeah. And it's got mash and oh man, the amount of times now watching this print they've stamped for streaming, which is pretty good. Uh, the number of times they shot a scene and it went to the dailies and they went, oh man, you are focused on like the extra in the background, like right behind them, <laughs> not on our two leads, but they just went, so what? It's going to go out on a crappy, you know, uh, everybody's watching their, yeah, black and white <laughs> set that's barely getting reception. Um, Nobody, yeah. it's one of those things that the technology hid the faults. Same with yeah. Ghostbusters, right? Like. Uh, you, by the time you got to a theater after opening weekend to watch Ghostbusters, did you really notice that Stay Puft like janked around when he stepped on the church? No, because no, the no. entire movie is janking around by that uh, point, right? That the like, terror dog gargoyle was transparent. No, no you didn't nobody see knew that. that. Yeah. Uh, uh, Slimer was a painted peanut. Nope, like all that <laughs> stuff. They, I still <laughs> maintain that that was effective. I still think it's that, that worked really well. But my point is, is never at any time did they go, now, hear me out, guys. What if someday they invent a home viewing medium that it's oh, nearly man. as good as the film we're stamping it onto? Uh, they never did that. So, like I said, I think this is part of that that phenomenon, too. I think some of this stuff persists because there's a very real chance some of the markets may have had that. Because the Ghostbusters Day stuff was shot. We've yeah. seen it. It was shot. They all and, went out yeah, to the there's island. There's shots of it in in those end credits too. You do see them on you Liberty do see Island that little bit. celebration and, and stuff. Yeah. And like I say, I think that's just kind of what, like confusion, often sometimes doesn't help clear things up as much as you'd hope. So if somebody goes, "Oh yeah, I remember. Remember they all went to you know they they got the key to the city or whatever at at the island, and then Slimer flew into the camera, and people are like." No, I remember the shot at the end on Liberty Island, but you know there was no Slimer and no all that. Slimer there's a there's there. a yeah. there's a weird overlap where it semi confirms the memory, but doesn't totally confirm the memory. That that doesn't help clear up anything up. Um, yeah, so I do, I don't know. I, I, so I feel like this is again where I just want to implore our listeners out there: if you saw Ghostbusters two in the theater, yeah. And you swear, you swear on everything, whatever is important to you at this moment in your life. If you swear that you saw Slimer at the end, swear to me, swear to me, just swear to me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but no, seriously, uh, write to us, uh, call in, yes, uh, let us know because I, I we we do want to I like I want to hear from the people that that think that they have seen this or maybe you did see it and uh you know dry land is not a myth I don't want to discount it until we haven't <laughs> seen it but um but also for everything holy please don't take it out on the poor ghostbuster social media people because they are 
they're knocking it out of the park now. They are active. Yep. They're engaged. They're putting new content out there. Uh, and especially leading up again, starting probably in August, September, October, there's going to be a whole lot of stuff. Um, please don't make them hate their lives before that big ramp up no. because their busy season is about to hit. Like this is, they're just trying to keep the lights on. So, uh, be, be kind to the poor social media managers. That's the only takeaway here. Don't wait another minute. Pick you up your phone and call the professionals. Go, 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 go stoppers. I'm sorry. We'll do it again. We want to hear from you. Leave us a voicemail on our calling line at 470-242-4742. That's 4702-GBHQIC. We also have a Facebook page and Twitter accounts. Friends is dead. No kidding. Just give me the address. Search Facebook for the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroads. On Twitter, look for Troy at Ghostbusters HQ and Chris at Proton Charger. What the hell are you doing? If you like what you hear, please take a moment to give us a review on iTunes. Be sure to recommend us to your friends. That makes good sense. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professional. Once again, our call-in line is 4702-GBHQIC. That ought to do it. Thanks very much, Ray. Chris, we filled an hour. That's that's really all that we're out to do now. Here is fill an hour. Just hop on and fill an hour. <laughs> uh, I think we do it. No, pretty that well. was a good show. That was a fun show. That was that was great. Actually, I particularly like last week. I walked away chewing on that one quite a bit, actually, still, and reading and other people's people have stuff been. online. Yeah, I think we. I think I think I like that sort of thing. I think maybe we need to do more. Uh, as somebody. Uh, was it deep diving into the lore or what do they say? You know, I get poking the lore. Is that what Poke, it is? Poking the lore. That's what that it was. was it. Yeah. Poking at the lore. Yeah. <laughs> that was, that was lore. a good one. I like um, that one. Um, and, and we've been seeing all of your theories and, and your responses on, on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. And, uh, we've, we've gotten some good, uh, prompt for uh, future episodes. So we're going to dive into those. A few of them are afterlife related. So I kind of want to wait until we, we see the yeah. movie and then we can kind of get into that. But, um, but yeah, that, that was a whole lot of fun that we definitely filled an hour on that episode. I'll tell you that much. Um, but, uh, yeah. And, and, uh, I, I don't want to give anything away, but we've recorded a few episodes with a few of our, our podcasting friends where we dove into yeah. some more lore stuff and it just really, that's what really charges the batteries and it, it's good stuff. So sure um, does. stay tuned. But, uh, what do you got in terms of final thoughts for this here episode? Oh, um, to be honest, I've been thinking a lot about, uh, the official Ghostbusters YouTube saying they're going to pull out the cartoons didn't they say end of june end of june uh so again by the time you listen to this they may be gone which is a weird one because they posted an extreme ghostbusters today as a recording because we do it on wednesday and it's like and it's the last day of the month does that mean it's gone tomorrow is it gone tomorrow yeah i I know that people were kind of scratching their heads about that i know that if you follow uh, Maurice LaMarche, uh, some of the voice actors on social media, uh, a lot of them were kind of taken aback by this because I don't think that they're getting royalties uh, or they're not getting the, the usual broadcast payments that they would through the YouTube uh, airing. So maybe this was like a limited engagement or something. That was the deal yeah. that they were able to kind of carve out that like, look, we just want to bring awareness back to this amazing cartoon uh by putting them up uh maybe putting like 15 20 of them up online and uh, then we'll take them off uh they won't be up there indefinitely 
Um, uh, that's but we'll, probably yeah. it. I don't know. Most, mostly what it got me thinking about is um, that means we only really got it. What, yeah, the one that went up today was The Ghostmakers, episode 22. So yeah. just a little over halfway through the, the run of Extreme Ghostbusters made it up onto YouTube. And barely um, a dent into real Ghostbusters. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, but Night, the thing Night is, Game, I think, was the last one that went up for real Ghostbusters. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I'm less worried about real Ghostbusters just because they've made it available everywhere, right? Like, uh, omissions aside, which is something, by the way, we never got into, but I stepped in it a few weeks back when, um, was it a Prime Day sale or something like that? But that the extreme Ghostbusters... Those the ten, the volumes that they put oh, out, volume yeah, one, real right? real Ghostbusters, yeah, those like a hundred hundred episodes and one package, episodes. yeah. So missing a dozen or so episodes, I forget what it was. Uh, but weirdly includes episodes that the Time Life didn't had. So it's so I just take it for granted. I'm not a I'm not a real Ghostbusters kid, like a, like we talked about it before. I was I was getting a little older on the older side of things when. Real Ghostbusters came out, um, so I was aware of it. I enjoyed it. Uh, I think part of it was also that it wasn't quite as directly available to see in Canada as it was right. down in the states. Uh, not only that, but we kept kept having the trip mine of stepping on filmation Ghostbusters. But all they'd put is <laughs> Ghostbusters cartoon, and you're like, "Oh yay! Oh wrong yay, one! Oh uh, no, that's the wrong one." I didn't realize that. Um, uh, that we haven't gotten uh, a single definitive real Ghostbusters set yet on home video. That really shocked me. Um, but again, that it then just naturally leads me to uh, Europe, or at least, you know, Germany, and I'm sure it's got some, maybe some subtitles or whatever. They got Extreme Ghostbusters onto a disc. Might even have been a bit of Blu-ray now that I think about it. Um Whereas North America is still sitting here. Yeah. We got three VHS cassettes of Extreme Ghostbusters uh, 20 years ago. Like that's, it's, I'm, it's, I'm trying to figure out what it's going to take to get, get the, them to decide. That <sighs> just a digital, even just a there. digital release uh, that you can purchase and you will have in your collection yeah. and it won't disappear on Hulu. Um, yeah, <laughs> you know, like, like, uh, like all things in life. Yeah, I blame lawyers. I'm really sorry to my dad if he's listening to this, who is a lawyer. <laughs> but th- I I would be willing to bet there's some sort of weird legal holdup somewhere somehow that's just making Maybe. things a yeah. nightmare to put it on a physical medium in, in a certain area. But um, yeah, but I, you know, especially with Afterlife coming out, especially after that movie which we're just going to be optimistic that movie comes out. Everybody's just going to be, uh, uh, clamoring for, for new ghostbusters content. Yep. Uh, that's when they can jump in and say, Hey, and extreme ghostbusters is coming out for the first time ever on physical media in high definition, uh, just in time for Christmas. Uh, I think that is probably the play. Um, and maybe this was uh, one big build up to that, uh, whatever that release may end up being um, from from Home Entertainment. Uh, like, hey, let's put some episodes up and whet everybody's appetites on on YouTube. But yeah, so hopefully you were able to enjoy them. It was a lot of fun to uh, to tune into those with the live chat too. I, I did that a couple of afternoons because the Extreme Ghostbusters episodes always went up around lunchtime too, which was kind of nice. Yeah. So just, Hop on I your never, phone and check it out, and never got to sit in. Unfortunately, I think I yeah. did one early on. 
Um, so that that was just the community uh, aspect of it was was a lot of fun too. And maybe yeah. that's also what they were trying to promote was like, hey, let's all gather around the Ghostbusters YouTube channel and and uh, meet with each other. Well, so uh, uh, the well, other I, question that did yeah. come up, Chris. Sorry, I don't I don't mean to, to step no. over you, but the question that did come up is, what does this mean for Deke Peaks? Um, we will still be doing <laughs> Deke Peaks. Don't worry. Don't. Oh yeah, sweat absolutely. It. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, unfortunately, it will limit our ability to do Extreme Ghostbusters uh, Deke Peaks, I think. Yeah, because um, you won't have a way to watch along with us, but we'll figure that out. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Uh, there'll be ways around that. Um, but yeah, if nothing else, I hope uh, that next ghost, next year's next, uh, Ghostbusters Day, you know, maybe this becomes just an annual thing for... Oh, you know, be for cool. a couple of months, they'll roll out a Put few a more of Extreme Ghostbusters. Yeah. I'd be fine with that, especially this yeah. whole where if they keep the group viewing thing, because I think that's that's what's most interesting to people. And I think it being temporary, that's fine. It become it's it's a lot closer to like being able to go to a theater and watch a movie with you know an audience is to be able to yeah. watch a really nice uh, version of Extreme Ghostbusters loaded up to YouTube with a bunch of other fans. And if it goes away in you know four weeks time, well, no biggie, you know. At least we, until, we had an experience. Like when Sony launches their new streaming platform, Sony Betamax Plus, coming in 2022 <laughs> for your viewing audiences. Uh, yeah, so, so Sony, Sony Crackle, we've never heard of it. Uh, <laughs> no, literally, we haven't. Do we own that? Is that us? No, <laughs> um, so go check out uh, Clean Up the Town, now airing on Crackle. There you go. Uh, but yeah, uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, don't take it uh, for granted that we had that opportunity no. to watch those up for free. Maybe they'll start airing on some uh, terrestrial uh, channels somewhere. Who knows? But, well, uh, there's a world full of streaming platforms that want content, and I wouldn't put it past one of them to go, what do you got? And they go, well, we got the movies. How much? And they're like, yeah. cha-ching. And they go, nope. What else you got? Well, we got the real Ghostbusters, and they go, well, how much? And they go, cha-ching, and they're like, nope. Plus, it's you know several other places already. What well, else Net- you got? Netflix and they and g- Disney Plus just signed those deals with Sony, uh, and which the, I'm and curious the, to see how that works we'll out. We'll see how but, it goes. And yeah. then somebody goes, what else you got? And somebody goes, well, we got Extreme Ghostbusters, and it's you know it's not super expensive. And they'll go, we'll take it because it's yeah. Ghostbusters. So and we know people will be searching for that. And exactly. Or yeah. as you say, you know, it may shake out in the Disney deal, but um, maybe uh, it'll finally land like real Ghostbusters did, just all over at least digital. And then let's be honest, the you know putting it out on digital kind of, you know, led to the lots of reprints of of the DVD media and all that too. So you never know. Maybe it's too late <sighs> in the game open. for an Extreme Ghostbusters to. Oh, maybe it's late in the game for anything anymore to ever get a physical copy made ever <laughs> yeah, again. Even but, um, I saw Marvel's not releasing physical copies of any of the Disney Plus stuff, and it, uh, it hurts. It's like, oh, God, it hurts I so much. 4K Mandalorian, but anyway, that's uh, a whole other <laughs> podcast for a whole other time, and everybody's like, I thought you were wrapping shit up here, guys. No. Uh, but, uh, we're, we're, yeah. We're going for two hours. Here we go. Going an hour or two. Uh, no, hour two will be next week. Uh, plenty plenty more to talk about, and uh, we we hope you all uh, j- j- chime in. Like, tell us about uh, all the things that you're thinking about. The, the fan theory last week, tell us what you think about that. Uh, yep. Did you see Slimer fly away from the uh, Statue of Liberty in Ghostbusters 2? Tell us about that. Uh, or if you're just hot and you're really cranky and you want to vent, 
tell us about that too. We're here for you. We are listening, Ghostbusters Seattle. Uh, until next week, see you on the other side. Who you gonna call? We got her! Thanks for joining the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossrip. Visit us at protoncharging.com, ghostbustershq.net, and stillplayingwithtoys.net. That used to be one of my two favorite shows. Anything you're doing is bad. I just want to let you know that. We'd like to get a sample of your brain tissue. Oh. Next week, though, Hairless Pets. We're so